Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Hello and welcome back to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley Willis. And on this podcast, we address the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. And I'm not going to share a review before we jump in, but I just want to give a special thank you to all of you who keep leaving reviews. Let me tell you, it is the best way to spread the message about the Naked Marriage Podcast. So if you've been listening and you feel like you've been getting something out of this podcast, the best way to say thank you is by leaving a review. And not only does it boost our kind of you know, day, I guess, and week, but it really does let others know what they can get out of this podcast. So if you haven't left a review, please do so. Yeah. And we do really appreciate it. And also if you're not connected to us on Instagram, please do that. We love to keep the conversation going throughout the week. We, we read the messages you send. We love the engagement that you leave on the posts. And uh, we love that that community is growing. We invite you over there. We're at Dave and Ashley Willis on Instagram. So check us out over there if you haven't. We're starting a new three-part series today called My Spouse Is Fill in the Blank. And in that fill in the blank each week, we're going to fill it in the blank with one of the most common negative traits that people write in for help. My spouse is this. What do I do? My spouse is that. What do I do? And today we're going to talk about what to do when my spouse is a narcissist. What does that word mean? That that word's thrown around a lot in, in culture. We're going to dive in and explore what to do if that's your situation. So it's going to be an important conversation. Let's go. Man, this is a very needed podcast episode. It's one that you guys have written us about over and over again. But to be very honest with you all, we've been a little reluctant to just dive into this without doing some research because this word narcissism and narcissist, it's really thrown around. Like if you're on TikTok, I can't tell you how many TikTok videos are about their narcissistic spouse, their narcissistic mother-in-law, you know, whatever it is, like people talking about some kind of narcissist in their life and how they just want to cut them out of their life this and that. But when it comes to marriage, it's a bit more delicate because this is the person that you've chosen to spend the rest of your life with. And I think sometimes people will go into this marriage, not even realizing that maybe their spouse has some narcissistic tendencies, or maybe, you know, you yourself listening might have some narcissistic tendencies. So we wanted to make sure that we didn't go into this um, podcast episode willy nilly. So I'm going to share some things with you. And I'm actually going to tell you where I found this information but also let you guys know that we've given this a lot of thought and prayer. 
Yeah, we really, really have. And Ashley's even in a master's program right now, uh, a seminary program for biblical counseling, where she's diving into both scripture and to modern social science research. Right. So she's she's kind of like, a, I mean, developing a real expertise well, in these areas. I, I really, you know, with these classes and, and the different practices they have us do, we, I do learn a lot, but I know that there's even much more to learn. So well, we always and, have and more. To we learn. are lifelong students, and we've even had you know we've had people on the podcast who have kind of skirted this issue a little bit, like talked, but we've not really we've not really gone real deep into it. And so we're going to try to get as specific as possible in the time that we have, and we'll probably end up doing more you know on this in the future. But uh, but first, we really need to define what narcissism is, don't you think, sweetie? That'd be a good start. Yes. So in order to like know what a narcissist is. I'm actually going to a website called Choosing Therapy, which is based on really kind of the psychological backing of what, what you know, if you went to um, a psychologist, a therapist, like how someone could get diagnosed with narcissism or, or they could say, yes, you know, your spouse is clearly, you know, demonstrating narcissistic tendencies. And so it talks about how if you actually have narcissistic personality disorder or NPD, you'll have an overflated ego, a lack of empathy for others which that's a huge, yeah, that's huge a, thing yeah, that's huge. and an intense need for excessive attention and admiration from others. And usually they say this stems from having a fragile self-esteem, which can make a person explosive and hostile when criticized. And I know a lot of people who are dealing with or think they're dealing with a spouse who may have this, this disorder or maybe even just have some of these tendencies is they feel like they're living with a person who gaslights quite a bit and who really can never be wrong because they always see themselves as the the one who is right yeah. in any situation so they don't take responsibility right. so in every story they're the hero or the victim exactly yeah they're exactly. the hero or if not it's because they're the victim somebody has wronged them but they're never right. the one at, to, to blame they're never right. the one at fault because they they can't they're not able to mm -hmm. they don't have the emotional maturity to really see themselves as someone who who was wrong and needs to be corrected, but all of us are wrong sometimes. Exactly. I mean, literally, we're all human. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to be wrong. We all need to seek forgiveness. We all need to um, offer forgiveness. And I think when it comes to narcissism, there's just this this narrative playing out in their mind that they can never be wrong. And you guys, like we have had people, you know, close friends in our lives where we've seen this playing out. And we have seen firsthand some of the damage when this is not addressed. And the, the really hard thing with uh, those who suffer with narcissism and their poor spouses that are also, you know, living with someone who tends to be narcissistic is they're the ones who tend to not want to get help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I also want to be very clear that we've also, you know, worked with a lot of couples who they finally recognize like. The, the spouse who's dealing with narcissistic personality disorder recognizes, you know, after some time, usually takes some time, like, oh my goodness, maybe they're right. Like, you know, and, and usually it takes, it takes that other spouse being willing to really put some really strong boundaries in place to say, you can't keep treating me this way. You can't keep being explosive. You can't keep um, making threats to me just to manipulate me and um, putting those boundaries in place in order to teach them like this, you know, I, I'm drawing a line in the sand here saying, I love you too much to let you keep on doing this to us. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a really tough place to be like, I just want to, to say that right out of the gate. Like we realize that there's, we can't cover every little facet of this in the 20 minutes we have with you, but 
our hearts go out to those who are in this dynamic, right, sweetie? I mean, we know this is one of the toughest marital dynamics that I think people can be in, don't you think? It definitely is one of the toughest, but there is hope. There I want to yes. give you guys a resource just from a, um, some personal friends of ours, Shane and Sheila Pitcock, yes. who we've interviewed on this podcast. He was diagnosed as a narcissist, which m- most people think that's just a death sentence on a marriage. There's no redeeming it. He was abusive. He was, um, by his own account, just a terrible spouse, yeah. coming from a place of deep brokenness in coming himself. Coming from abuse. Coming from abuse himself yes. and continuing that pattern. And Shane and Sheila, we interviewed them on the podcast. If if you're in that dynamic, I encourage you to look it up. So many people have found hope through their story and uh, have written them. And I want to share, they, they now do um, marriage mediation and coaching and help. Um, so reach out to them directly. Their website is Journey to Unity, the number two, not T-O, the number two. It's J-O-U-R-N-E-Y, number two, unity.com, journey to unity.com. Or you can email info at journeytounity.com. And again, that's Shane and Sheila Pitcock. And um, you can look up their episode. But their story gave me so much hope. They've lived this. Because they've lived it. They've yes. lived it. And and they're like this. We were there. Like we were in the depths of just narcissism and abuse and the, the worst kinds of situations where people would say that marriage is it's beyond any hope of redemption. Right. That man is beyond any hope of redemption. And the Lord did a work and they, they both did the work. Right. He did the work, um, Shane, to really work through kind of getting to the root of, of what was broken in him. Right. And um, their story gives gives hope and perspective. And with like the emotional abuse that that she experienced, there was um, actually long periods of separation that yeah. was required in order for, for him for to kind of, for her and, protection, yeah. right. I just want to make that clear, but you can go and, and um, reach out to them and know more about their story and also listen to that podcast, which I believe is called Overcoming um, Overcoming in Marriage, I think is what we entitled yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I want to say too, that it's important to kind of understand signs that you might be married to a narcissist. And so I'm going to share some again from this website, Choosing Therapy. And um, it says, number one, you don't feel connected to them. Like you feel like, maybe you have some things in common, but there's a little, there's less affect that they demonstrate in being that connection. So you feel like you can't penetrate their heart, you know? And we hear that so much from people when they feel like they're dealing with a a narcissistic spouse is like, no matter what I do, no matter how upset I am, no matter how bad I feel things are getting, it's like they're stoic and they just don't see it or feel it. And so that's that's very hurtful. Number two, you're gaslighted by them. Gaslighting is something, I mean, this again, this term is thrown around quite a bit too, but this is when um, somebody is, is being extremely manipulative, but no matter, even if they're the one who is doing that, the wrong thing, they want to always c- convince you that it's somehow your fault. Right. When you right. inside your mind and heart, you know, I'm not at fault here, but because they're so convincing and manipulative and have this ongoing narrative that is self-serving saying like, I'm the hero here or the victim, you kind of find yourself being like, wait a minute. Am I, am am I, I wrong? Am I maybe crazy? I'm am wrong. I- am I crazy? Yeah. It's very, very maddening. I love learning. I know that sounds nerdy and dorky, but I just love learning. I love understanding history and how things fit together and what's happening in the world. But if you're like me, you're busy and it's hard to learn. It can be expensive to learn. Maybe you want to keep learning and growing. You're like, I don't know how to fit that into my schedule. I got the perfect solution for you. And it's Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is a world-class accredited university that's offering some of their core 
courses for free. I mean, absolutely free. They're just wanting to spread knowledge here. I'm telling you, it sounds too good to be true, but it really is true. They're making it possible for you to learn about world economics and things like ancient Christianity, which I highly recommend. It's an 11 lecture course where you study the inspiring stories of Christ and his apostles and the faithful ones throughout the first centuries of Christianity, plus learning the, the basics of Christian apologetics. And guys, you can do this for free. You're, I'm so excited about what Hillsdale does. I love their commitment to faith and values, and you can take part in this by going to hillsdale.edu naked to enroll at no cost. And it's easy to get started. It's H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E dot E-D-U slash N-A-K-E-D to register. That's hillsdale.edu slash naked. One goal we've had as a family lately is to try to just eat healthier. And junk is sometimes more convenient. And we're eating unhealthy, not because we want to, but it's just because it's what's easy to grab. But then came along Thrive. That's right. Thrive Market is helping us in really simple, practical ways. And as a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single grocery order. On average, we save over 30% each time, which I mean, I don't know about you, but I love saving money. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of our favorite brands, which right now we are loving the Hum brand, Zero Sugar Kombucha. And so check those out. Go to Thrive Market, join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash naked for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash N-A-K-E-D, thrivemarket.com slash naked. Uh, number three, big one, they love bomb you. So then when they think they're losing you because they, you know, again, it's all about this control thing and making them look like the hero or the victim, but they think they're losing you. They'll love bomb you. Now, love bombing is, is basically kind of, um, when you're showing extra affection, extra gifts, um, extra compliments, um, Maybe you haven't been having sex and all of a sudden you're having sex and you're feeling so loved for a time, but it's not something that's consistent. Right. It's, and as soon as, you with as it. soon as they feel like the, you're not leaving again, then they go back to the old ways. And the no affect, no connection, yeah. not being there, not doing things. Um, number four, they hold grudges. This is a mm -hmm. big one. Yeah. Always keeping score. Always. And you're always losing. They don't keep score of their own faults, but exactly. everything you've ever done, they know. Exactly. Number six, they use triangulation. Triangulation is when two people are having a disagreement and a third person is brought into the argument in order to resolve the problem. And this says narcissistic triangulation is a manipulation tactic to ensure that only the narcissist viewpoint is validated. So in, in essence, they, they find the one person who will side with them. Like they only have yes people around them is another way I would word it. There's yes yeah. people in their life. They, first of all, they don't usually have a lot of people who are close to them in their life. Because they have alienated people, they've burned bridges and, exactly. and then blamed it all on everybody else. Right, but they'll find that one person and be like, see, Bob agrees with me that you're, you know, you're a terrible wife or whatever. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like they'll find that one person and triangulate and try to get them to side with them. Uh, number six, they control you. Um, they try to control your schedule. They try to control the money. They try to control your friends. They try to control, um, you know, how, how you see the world. And it, and it kind of makes your world very small. You know, we hear that from a lot of people dealing with. Yeah. It's, I, it's isolating because isolation is one of their tools. Cause I, isolation often equals control for them. Yeah. All right. And, and that was number seven. They isolate you again. It goes back to control. Number eight, they treat you like a child. 
haven't we seen this? Yes. Man, uh, one one of the couples that I, that just comes to mind that it breaks my heart because over the years, um, you know, they're actually friends of ours, which is a little bit complicated because when it's your friend, when it comes to counseling and things, that's that's really not. Um, that's not the best thing to do. They need to go to maybe a party that has a more of an objective point of view, but just in, in, in being friends with people who are dealing with this, I, I see this because, uh, for example, in this couple for, for a long time, this husband who deals with narcissistic tendencies would not allow her to know anything about the money. Uh, when the kids started going to school, she was like, okay, I'm going to go back to work because she stayed at home with the kids. And, and at first he was into it, but then he, he realized, oh, she's going to be out in the world more. And then he, he kind of pulled back and she was able to get kind of a job like volunteering, but it's again, only with one other person because he didn't want her to work in an environment where there's more people because when there's more people and you can actually talk with people and maybe form an opinion and real, you know, those people will be able to have um, maybe some influence in your life and see that there's this narcissistic scenario yeah, going yeah. on. And, um, and then he would often reprimand her in ways that like a father would reprimand a, a child in the family. And it's just very undermining, very controlling. And it's, um, it's just, it creates a, a terrible marriage to be honest with you until this is addressed. Um, I would say, Number nine, it says they call you names and put you down, man. And that we, is we, never okay. We've guys. seen this dynamic too. Never okay. Never okay. I mean, I've, I've, where I've seen, um, I won't say this person that I've witnessed had like an actual narcissistic personality disorder, but definitely tendencies. Um, I'll never forget years ago, it's way before we were in marriage ministry, just going to a dinner and the husband immediately putting down the wife for how she kept the house and that she didn't buy the best cut of meat. And I'm so sorry that she didn't do this. Like, like basically cutting her down in front of yeah, us. She doesn't know how to do this. And, yeah, she and, doesn't, and I'm looking around just like demeaning her when like needlessly, do you see your, first of all, it's mean anyway, even if the house was a wreck, you don't do that. Okay. Never. Secondly, the house was immaculate. The dinner was fabulous, way better than anything I've ever made in my life. And I'm thinking it's just to put her down. Yeah. You know? And that marriage didn't last. It did not last. But I mean, I hate, I hate it, but it didn't last. Um, number 10, it says they feel impossible to please. Like you cannot, it feels like you cannot please. Yeah, you never measure a up. Narcissist. Never, you never measure up. And number 11, they are always talking about themselves. And, um, you know, we've been around people. Dave in, Willis would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. If you're talking in third person consistently, you might be a narcissist. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, no, but seriously, uh, we've been in small group settings where there's been, you know, a spouse with the narcissistic tendencies and you just see it like every time there would be any kind of thing to add to the conversation, he would always turn it to himself. And um, it's like, he just could not think about, other, you know, it was like, he's so lost in his own kind of stuff because they're they're thinking again about how in the story am I the hero or am I the victim yeah you know all right and number 12 it says they never seem happy with their present life and this is I mean anybody could could deal with right this, yeah we you, you know, know we can struggle any with of these things contentment anyway. right but it's really the totality of when you're seeing all these boxes ticked right um in yourself or somebody else but again if if, if it's in yourself you're probably not going to take the boxes because we if we're struggling with it, we usually don't see our own flaws. Right. Exactly. But if somebody in your life um, points them out to you, then then listen. You know that you can you can if you have these tendencies, you need to 
you need to be able to say, all right, I want to get help. I want to change. I want to, yeah, you know, exactly. I want to not stay this way. Oh my goodness. Yes. And that, again, that couple we mentioned, I mean, that was Shane's story. I mean, he was desperate to get help. And I, let me just be really clear. Like, even if your spouse has these tendencies or you do, you're not a lost cause. Like you're not doomed. You're not, um, a human being who, I mean, you are a human being who's worthy of getting the help that you need to live the best life you can live and to be the best husband or the best wife you can be. A lot of times I just want to say that the narcissist, you know, people who have this disorder or these tendencies often have very deep wounds that have not been addressed. It's not like they're just some horrible, sinister, evil person that is, that can't have, you know, it can't be helped. There is help. None of us are beyond help or hope. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to finish these up real quick. So number 14, another, uh, kind of sign uh, that your spouse may be a narcissist is they, they are highly reactive to criticism. Sure. And again, it talks about them kind of fighting back or, or kind of losing it when anytime anybody feels like, like as a spouse, you come to them and you're like, "I, I think we need to work on this they're, they're very upset about it. And they're like, wait a minute, you know, it's not my fault or, you know, it's all you. Um, another thing is they fish for attention and compliments. Yeah. Looking for that again, it's that inadequacy. They already feel deep inside. And the number 15, they treat you like an object. And, you know, again, we've seen this in some narcissistic, uh, in a, a marriage where one is a narcissist, narcissist, where, in public, they want to act like a great spouse. They want to act like their family is perfect. They want to look like the doting spouse or whatever it is. But really, because you're an object media, or on, on social media, right? And they at want the, the image at the right times, and that's that's what it means by being an object. But behind closed doors, again, there's that lack of connection, um, the lack of 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 really you know, being the spouse that they're trying to project that they are, but not being willing to kind of do those things. And so if you do feel like your spouse is any of those traits, I think it's important to bring it to them. And I get you would be like, well, if they're a narcissist, would they even listen? What would you say about that, sweetie? I would say start by listening to our episode with Shane and Sheila Pitcock, um, overcoming in marriage and also reaching out to them at journey to unity.com journey number two unity.com because I think sometimes it, it, it might take somebody who's been there to help the narcissistic person for sure see their own spots because um, you know they have a unique set of blind spots. Yes. We have help available here, this ministry, exomarriage.com slash help, me, trained mediators who can, who can meet with you even one-on-one if your spouse isn't currently willing to join you, but you don't have to walk through this alone. So get that outside help, talk to a Christian counselor and keep praying and trusting that God God will get involved and he will do the rest. We've seen the miraculous happen. No person's beyond hope. No marriage is beyond hope. If you're in an abusive situation, get help, get space to protect yourself. Um, If you feel safe within your home, but you just realize things are kind of reaching a crisis point, then, then just keep working help your spouse see that things are critical and they're either going to lose you or they're going to get help mm-hmm. and you might have to make it that plain to them so i hope this is an encouragement to you guys we're praying for those who are in these difficult situations uh, please reach out to our team for help and just know that you're not in this alone we love you guys we'll see you next time bye guys